0: Hey, sis. from coast to coast, we're bridging the gap between the cisgender and transgender community, creating meaningful dialogue and space to learn and grow.
1: Join us as we connect with our community, break down tough conversations, and get comfortable being better humans.
0: The Hey, sis Podcast is proudly brought to you by TD Bank Group.
1: Quay Isaac.
0: Quay and welcome to Hey, sis. We are the hosts of the Hey, sis Podcast.
1: And fall is in the air, uh, October is upon us, and it is Mi'kma'ki Heritage Month, and we are celebrating this episode uh, connecting with a member of a local Two-Spirit community, Cassidy Bernard, and we're really excited to have Cassidy on the show with us today, who is going to share a little bit about what being Two-Spirit means to them.
2: Hey, I'm Cassidy Bernard, an all-new and Scottish Two-Spirit youth from waite I grew up in Unamagi, one of the seven ancestral districts of Mi'kmaqi. In my 25 years of life, I've grown and made connections with my, within my own new two-spirit and creative communities. I continued to unlearn colonial standards to make room for my all new worldview, which prioritizes humor, rest, and community care. This is reflected in my relationships, creations in design, illustration, and podcasting, and in my continued learning and body literacy, birth work, foraging, and whatever else my neurodivergent mind desires. Now, in addition to being a co-owner of Buttawogan Illustration and Design with my older sister, Kaylin, I hold an elected role as an Indigenous rep for CFSNS. After six years living in Jibuktuk and attending Nascott University, I moved back home. It was in Jibuktuk that I blossomed thanks to the supportive community of friends that I formed around me, and now I live happily at the fo- foot of Abidusa, the mountain that looks over the lake in Wagahoma.: So, how's everyone
0: Good. Good. Uh but thank you for coming on. I know uh it's a it's been a busy month for everyone so we appreciate you uh taking the time.
2: Yeah. I I got really excited when I found out you were doing this um cuz I mean my sister Jordan she she was like, "Hey, call me." I was like, "Oh god, what? <laughs> what is this?" <laughs> I, was like, call me. I was like, "Okay." And I was just like, yeah, there's like this this podcast uh, that wants that reached out like through my work, but like I don't identify as two spirits, so I figured you might be interested. And she's like, I know you podcast, and I was like, yeah, I thought you were like, I, for some reason I thought she was in trouble. It's, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's wild how
1: connections happen, isn't it? And we were yeah. just talking, and I said, oh, we want to do something around this, and and they and they're like, oh my gosh, I know somebody, so yeah it's good um just i'm wondering the pronunciation of uh like on your website it says um to make room for your I think it's new world view oh but all yeah. no what so, is it
2: it's like oh like oh so uh-huh. you don't say l or anything it's like the just the the tongue like oh no oh, no yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, great. I appreciate it because um, some people just kind of haphazard it, you know, like, oh, I'll just go at it. And it's great. And then, but then they never like want to correct themselves.
0: Yes. I'm excited for this episode because I'm going to be learning lots because mm-hmm. um, I have a background in linguistics and I love the Mi'kmaq language. So I'm very yeah. excited.
2: Yeah. I'm happy to share anything. I've been, I actually just um, got into a mentor apprentice program so i'm going to be learning from an elder for uh the next eight months
0: Um, wow that's awesome
2: yeah we got to do like 400 hours though
0: wow that's (laughs) very very daunting
2: yeah but it's um it's with my um my partner's grandmother so like she's she's really cool like she's um, she's got like a lot of similar interests as me. I, I want to learn more about plant medicines. So she's going to be teaching me about that and like gardening and, you know, it's really exciting. So yeah, I, I'm, I can share whatever I, is relevant today, what I know. Um, and like even backgrounds behind words. So I'd be happy to share. Super yeah.
0: awesome. And just to, to ask you on that. So is it, is it kind of more around that kind of like cultural sharing aspect or is it like a focus on like language or just like everything all between
2: everything and all between i mean like yeah because okay so this is like like a language program so they want us to try to become like as fluent as possible um so they i think they do it every year and there's like an application process and i think they picked about 15 pairs this year so we just found out like last week that we got in or not and it's very intense yeah (laughs) Uh, but it's really good it's really nice to have
0: that's really interesting I love that because yeah I've I've been trying to find as many initiatives like locally so I'm here in um in kind of the Truro Millbrook area and uh, I know there's a couple initiatives coming out to help support kind of the revival of uh the Mi'kmaq language so that's that's really really awesome to hear
2: yeah they so it's through mk i'm not sure if you're familiar with them but it's miqma ganama noise so they do like our education um for the most part but they have a lot of programs and departments and do all the fun stuff like they even they're they even um cover a lot of funding for our annual Mi'kmaq summer games so like they they're kind of like all over the place
0: <laughs> that's awesome though yeah sweet more information yeah. for me Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make a note here too. Outside of the like the language mentorship, when you mentioned the plant medicine and that being an interest, do you know, like, do you like know a lot about that? Cause that could be really fun to talk to you about that maybe in the springtime.
2: Yeah, it really is. Like me and my sister, Kaylin, especially, have been like going and foraging a lot too in the past few years since I've been home. So yeah, I'd be happy to come back on and talk about it. And like we would just we just went on a, a plant walk as well um, at the Two Spirit Gathering last, like this past weekend. So like that was really nice. Oh, so, that's that. Yeah, it's a big okay. theme in my life, and yeah, I'd like to integrate it into stuff.
0: So, yeah. yeah, and with fall awesome. coming around, you're getting so many new uh, mushrooms and stuff like that <laughs> coming out. So that's really exciting.
2: I know. I'm a big mushroom
0: fan. <laughs> Are you? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm a part of all like the the, the fungi like Facebook groups and stuff. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but I like love learning. So,
1: Cassidy, uh, you use they them and Najim. Am I pronouncing that right? Najim? No, no, no ne-gum? Ne-gum. Ne-gum. Negam, negam pronouns, which is mm. uh which is really new to me and probably uh, a lot of our listeners as well. Um, mm. so perhaps for our listeners uh, who are familiarizing themselves with gender neutral pronouns, can you tell us a little bit about a little bit more about the pronoun?
2: Yeah, so negam is actually um a Mi'kmaq word. So our language, it's not really necessarily gendered at all. Um I know like translations we've kind of gendered it but it's more like inanimate and animate. And that's like the differences in our language. But um, negum is kind of the only pronoun um, that we use. So it's genderless. It's just kind of like, oh, them over there, like negum. And it can be used for different things, like not just people. Yeah.
0: It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I have to say it like three times, I think, like negum to make Negam. sure I get it right, negum. Yeah. Negam. But Isaac, you know a lot about, you know, a lot of other cultures that also use um, just only gender neutral pronouns. They don't have gendered pronouns at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really interesting to looking at it on like a kind of linguistic lens, um, because it's to your point, exactly. They're casting a lot of indigenous language kind of focus on the inanimate and animate objects. And then there's like French where gender is absolutely everywhere uh there's no escaping um so do you know any of kind of like the linguistic history of of uh negum or you know like i understand it's 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 Mi'kmaq. um mm. but was there any kind of kind of like flows to it to maybe other indigenous languages across canada do you know any of that or
2: no uh, i don't know the connections to other linguistic like connections like nations but i mean you know we (laughs) it's actually funny because we have we share a lot of similarities with anishinaabe moen um there's actually a lot of stories that they a lot of our cultural carriers took our language and teachings and ceremonies to the nation when we were first um like there was first contact we knew like that would have to happen so they carry a lot of our teachings and and words and things that overlap so there might be connections there but Um, The other, I mean, the other nations in our Wabanaki Confederacy, like there's a lot of overlap as well, like either the same um, way of saying something or like just really close. Uh, So, yeah, this like this weekend I was talking to a friend I made who's well, from this Wollestock nation. So they um, have a, a lot of overlap with us. And like, we would say in a word and be like, okay, what's yours? Like, what's yours for this? And, and we were sharing that back and forth. And it was funny because like, I was like, okay, what's your, what's one of your favorite words in your language? And they were like, it was the translation for like, bum. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I I was talking about it because I was like, we just, um, one of the really cool things we just did recently was, uh, a, it was It was like a language class, but it was centered on like insults in Mi'kmaq. oh, I love <laughs> so that like practicing insulting each other, and so i that's why it came up because like one of the insults is like calling each other a bum and
1: um and I love that we all love <laughs> bum jokes, don't we? It's funny yeah. we yeah. had a we had a friend come over from Ireland that was visiting uh my daughter years ago and we went down to Mahone Bay and in Gaelic. Uh, Pogue Mahone means kiss my backside, I guess. And so they saw the <laughs> sign for Mahone Bay and thought, geez, that's like pretty hilarious. And they couldn't stop laughing. And I've, now every time I go into Mahone Bay, I think, oh, kiss my ass. Yeah. Likes, like, whoa, yeah. my French. But yeah. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I guess back to your question about Negum, like a lot of our. Um, words they're based on like how many people you're referring to so um with negum like it starts with an n a lot of n like suffixes i mean prefixes are for like one person um but uh there's also like the word gil which is like just saying you like gil um so there's just like different suffixes and prefixes for how many people like for for example and like thank you it's for one person to one person so like it can change if there's like saying walalia well, is like thank you from a couple of us you know so like it changes walalia well, is thank you all right so there's like those kinds of things so negam is like that too um you can see like an, like things starting with n or n u or na and that's usually like for uh, like one person or yeah
0: yeah so interesting I'm just like in my head like as you're saying them I I I should mention like I have a degree in linguistics so a little too intense with linguistics sometimes but like (laughs) the syntax of Mi'kmaq is so interesting Mm -hmm. because it's like yeah sorry I'm just sitting here like thinking in my head um and in in for uh Negam um is it kind of is it Kind of accepted all across uh McMawgy, or are there any certain regions or or um spots that maybe they're like mm, don't like that they use something else like what's kind of i'm just trying to maybe put the comparison to maybe like they them pronouns are kind of more gender neutral pronouns is there any kind right. of stigmatization within that
2: no because like <laughs> it's just kind of what we all use because it's not even some people don't really get it either when it's being used as like a, a pronoun when it's like mixed with english like we call it miglish <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> i yeah. love that yeah but um, yeah no it's like even all the way to like lispogosh like they have a different spelling for theirs but it's just negm so it's still Negum. Mm. Um, okay
1: so, yeah. so you couldn't tell somebody's identity then if they're identify as two spirit by uh, the pronouns being maybe an indicator or, or a clue. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we, you could talk a little bit about, so with two-spirit, it's a North American term to describe an indigenous identity and mm-hmm. or sexual orientation, but it holds very different meanings across different geographical regions and also on an individual personal level. So Cassidy, I'm just wondering, perhaps you could share first what two-spirit means to you.
2: Okay. Well, this is deep (laughs) because I've been processing this for a few years now. I actually only recently started using the term because, um, I mean, sexuality, I started to figure out earlier than gender and I started to question my gender, um, because of meeting other non-binary people like there. I remember the moment when I realized it was a thing. Like I, I, I remember like being introduced to the term non-binary and like, Um, And then shortly after Two-Spirit because I was in like these amazing uh, groups of friends and like I was going to different conferences where they there was actually like a really amazing workshop called, um, I think it was like Decolonizing Gender and Sexuality. And that was being done by Trina James. And it was just, I was like, whoa, like, why didn't I ever learn this? And I got chills. And I was like, I was like really connecting with it. And I was like, two spirit. And I I had to sit on it for another year. I was like, two spirit. That's like more than just gender. Like it's, I know a lot of people consider it like a community role, like a a responsibility in a way. Um, It's very spiritually uh, connected. So it's like um, more than just inside of me. Um, but I mean, the way I connected with it, um, I kind of use it as an umbrella term because there's not really a good term, uh, like a specific term that can describe what I feel my gender is, right? And so for two spiritedness, I think it's like it's really nice because you the the way I use it is like connecting with the community and the people that you that would understand me best. And um for me it means like, you know outside of colonized gender binaries right and like just thinking about more that spiritual connection so really I like look inside of myself I'm like if I'm when I got really honest with myself I was like you know what like I don't think I have any gender in there (laughs) (laughs) and it's just me like me as a, a person like a like my spirit I just recognize that life force that energy for me so like that's that's where I come from with two-spiritedness um and it also connects to like my community responsibilities so it's it's really cool because I actually got my spirit name back in 20 I think it was like 2012 or 2014 um I was named by Frank and Josie Augustine during a, a naming ceremony and they gave me the name um Anquan, which is rainbow in our language and oh. the teachings that came with it um like I still carry them with me and I don't really have a great memory. So like, I'm like, I'm really glad I got, I still have that, but basically it means like that I'm, I'm a healer. So I've taken that on like as a responsibility and I try to find ways to incorporate healing in just different things that I do. And <laughs> I found out like later learning about like two spirit people in their community role um, in a lot of nations was healers and I was like hey there
0: you go <laughs> I was
2: like hey that's really affirming and and I was like okay now it's making sense why I'm resonating so much with this um, as both an identity and like a community role and I mean another thing for me is like I get a lot of gender euphoria or lack of gender <laughs> euphoria um, mm-hmm. from like Re- like rebelling against like gender norms so like ever since i was a kid um if people were like oh like can some strong boys help lift these chairs i'll be like okay <laughs> i'm going now, right on like, up yeah <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing it's like even now it's like i i still like questioning stuff i even like the distinction between feminine and masculine like i don't see the difference in my mind right like i i i'm like what makes that masculine what makes that feminine like and it's like what if someone who was considered a man like does that does that make it masculine um so it's like i'm always questioning these things either in my head or out loud but yeah (laughs) um, that's kind of how i connect with it it's like two spirit just recognizes like those those questioning and the contraries, right? Like someone did a great job of talking about like their contrary and, uh spirit. And I was like, yeah, I think that's also me. Like, <laughs> it's like, I want to go against that grain. Right. So I yeah. mean, that's, I. that's all my thoughts, like all scattered thoughts all around, but yeah.
0: No, it's definitely a, a very personal and, and can be a very difficult question to ask. I know like, even if you, someone were to ask me like as a trans person myself, you know, like what does trans mean to you? i I would have no freaking idea how to respond to that. <laughs> so I think you said said it beautifully like it's a very personal experience and I I really I really love that there were so many overlaps between you kind of coming to the realization that you were two spirit and then yeah. with the naming ceremony and there were just like so many kind of coincidences that you were like yeah the
2: kind yeah. of the
0: world chose it for you. Yeah. Um and that's that's really amazing. Um and and just out of curiosity um, cause you mentioned that you went on a was it a two spirit retreat you said
2: yeah, it's an annual two spirit gathering
0: you know. yeah and and how what is the the two spirit community like here in 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 Mibagi?
2: um, you know what that's the first time I ever gathered with just two spirit people so um I'd say scattered like i've I've come across other two spirit people just by chance, so I mean, we're around we're spread out, and i mean we're i feel like we have a what do you call it? It's not like a, it's like a strong presence, but like we connect really well with each other when we find each other in space. We're like, <laughs> you, know,
0: like <laughs> you can sense, you can sense yeah, it.
2: Yeah. So like, I think it's pretty strong, but um I'd say it's disconnected for the most part because mm-hmm. like we're we're like especially us on like the reses, like we we were talking about how it feels sometimes like we're alone like in our own communities. And so, I mean, the gathering really made that apparent and we're like, wow, this feels so different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey is all about connecting communities and thanks to support from TD Bank Group. Here's this episode's Connected Community Moment.
0: October is Mi'kmaq History Month. And when we are thinking about truth and reconciliation and being intentional about inclusion, we encourage you to take some time to think about the word unseated. Where are you living in Turtle Island or somewhere else in the world? Do you live on unceded land? And what does the word unceded actually mean?
1: When we think deeply about the meaning behind the words, we can then begin to understand the significance and the purpose of them. Two-spirit Indigenous communities exist across this country and beyond. And today, we shared a glimpse of what being two-spirit means to Cassidy Bernard. We challenge you this month to explore what two-spirit may mean to a culture within your own community, and think about the word unseated as it crosses the intersections of identity and marginalized communities.
0: If you'd like to share your thoughts with us, you can email us at connect at heycis.com. Link is also in the show notes. We look forward to hearing from you. This has been a Hey Sis and TD Bank Group Connected Communities Moment, because inclusion matters.
1: So I'm just going to ask sort of from my own like cis perspective uh, and curiosity, when you hear like um, the trans community and then this two-spirit community being kind of related, you know, like here, Mm -hmm. you know, in sort of white culture, you, you know, people would say, oh, well, it's like two-spirit is very similar to trans, but it's within, that's really not correct then Mm -hmm. at all, is it? And is that, would that be like a, Kind of a bone of contention would that be that you know it's being kind of lumped in, you know, to an identity that really it, it, it seems very unique. The way I mean, the way that you've described it, um, mm-hmm.
2: I well, I like to imagine things mm-hmm. <laughs> in my head like pictures, right? And the way I see it, it's like trans, the trans umbrella and the two spirit umbrella kind of overlap, and there's people that mm-hmm. fit with both of those, right? So I don't think, I think they're very distinct um, and also can share uh, space within a person's identity. So, I mean, yeah, if they're, I don't see two-spirit under the trans umbrella. I don't see trans under the two-spirit umbrella. It's like they share space in some people. And the way I've been looking at it, it's like, yeah, like trans, uh, like trans is like a, a gender thing, right? But two-spirit is that and can be more or, only sexuality for some people, only community role for some people. So, like, it's different. And I mean, we just talked about how it can be very personal, but I think two spiritedness is inherently like communal or like nation specific. So, I'm something I feel like I'm missing personally is like that connection specific to my nation because we don't necessarily have um, Mi'kmaq words for two spirit. And I know John, our boy, And, like, the Wabanaki Two-Spirit Alliance have been doing work on language and, like, what kind of words do we use for ourselves? And so, like, there's, either we've lost it or, like, we don't have that, and it's Mm -hmm. something else. But, yeah, like, I think there's, like, that distinction. It's, like, connected to culture at the same time. I don't think, um, like, you can't, you can be trans in any culture, right? Mm -hmm. And then Two-Spirit is, it's, like, specific to indigenous cultures too right so Mm -hmm. very specific um terms
0: yeah and i i can only imagine it makes it really difficult to your point exactly that you know with how much language erasure erasure i can't say that word (laughs) (laughs) there is with indigenous languages that if you don't have like a proper word to use to describe it like it's hard to really own that and feel that so it's I'm definitely intrigued to to kind of learn more about the kind of the work that's being done to help kind of shape words um, to to describe that, because um, my my next question here is just kind of, you know, like, are, are there any differences or simula- similarities between like two-spirit community or what two-spirit means uh, here in Mi'kma'ki versus other indigenous communities across Turtle Island and in, in Canada and even in the United States?
2: Mm, I think there is similarities. I think that, again, the issue is that there was a lot of erasure, so some people are still, like, figuring that out. I mean, the term two-spirit in the English language, it was it came from the Anishinaabemowin term, right? So I think it's, like, Nij Manitowog, so, like, the two-spirit in their language. And, I mean, there's different words for it in, like, other cultures. So, like, (laughs) I guess, like... (laughs) It depends on if you still have that. Um, yeah. Mhm.
1: I think we're in a culture that like we live in a world that we're so fixated on labels and and having to label who are you and and I just I love the way that you described it and I think as advice to you know the cisgender community um, to the straight community that you know the really the importance is to allow people to self express who they are and really listen and and then you're really only celebrating the individual that way by having to you know not trying to force people into these boxes You have to be this or that. That's kind of the common theme of what you're what you're expressing here, and I think it's so beautiful. You know?
2: Yeah. To add to like this conversation, we that's something that did come up in our two spirit gathering too about like having lost that in a lot of our nations, and there was different people from different nations at this gathering too. So that was like really nice to have and have those shared conversations because I mean, some of us were saying like we've even lost what it means to have that role in certain ceremonies like there's this there's still this binary in in some cere- ceremonies where there's like only like this role for women and this role for men and then it's like okay where, where do us as two spirit like fall in that and a lot of times they just kind of were like okay you go in the middle <laughs> or like you have a mix of these things but like i think some people were saying that like that's part of our responsibility is to bring that back and reawaken certain things and um like I there was a lot of really like spiritually um important visions that people were sharing because they they've gone through experiences where they've actually gotten gifted certain like songs or like like they've had visions um of ceremonies that we're supposed to do but like they're like okay how do we get that and like even dances and we're like okay maybe that's something we need to start practicing together in like that safe space that we create where it's like okay this is this is something that like is coming to us and it's like we need to bring it to life and and we were talking about it on our drive back home we're like i think like that's it's like a reawakening of those ceremonies we've lost and even language like people have had a lot of um dreams that like words come to them and they'd asked elders in their community and they're like oh i've never heard that in so long it's like old language so Uh-oh. I think not just not not just like, like two spirit specific, it's just like for our nations, right? So I think it's really beautiful to have like to see that in action. It's like it feels like um it's like the time where we're coming together to do that and to play that role. And we're talking about like um like even like deciding together like how to practice two spirit roles in community and or what are the teachings that we have heard i mean someone did say that they had an elder talk to them about two-spiritedness and explain it like it was like they were born when they were born that um that a i think they said a female spirit and a male spirit kind of commingled and went into one body and so like there's things like that where it's very specific right and I think um, we're just trying to figure it all out to make sure like we're, we're honoring that, like that reality that a lot of us still don't have exact answers to things, but we feel like we can get them. So that's, yeah. that's where like a lot of our help comes from. Yeah.
1: I love that. Cause I remember hearing as well, that it was exactly like how you said it, but, um, and at, that it was seen as a gift from the creator to house both spirits in one body. And I just thought that's so So beautiful and a nice way to explain it to, I think we used that language even in explaining to our own child when they were first um, becoming aware of who they were and they were so confused and for them, they kind of said, well, you know, they were quite young and they said, look, does God make mistakes? Like why? I just feel like maybe I'm a mistake. And Mm. so we took that, what we heard from that being a gift and shared that with them. And I think, you know, that to me is a much better and more realistic way of looking at it
0: yeah and i think um it's it's important for people to recognize that like language is power and being able to like describe the way we're feeling and like the way we identify can, is so important because it gives us all that good gender euphoria and stuff that we we yeah. need and deserve um but also like english and like the language we use and the culture that we have is so white and colonized and is full of so many barriers to people that we don't even we don't even think about consider and giving communities the proper space to build that up and come out and say hey no like let's like let's unlearn this like unlearning these things is kind of i think people's biggest steps because we've been taught these things for so long um that it's i'm i'm always so thrilled whenever i hear like you know, people coming out with like new language or like new terms and stuff, because like that gives people power and gives people agency over themselves. And it's so many people are like, if it's not in the dictionary. It's not a word. And I'm like, <laughs> well, there's like four dictionaries out there and they all say the different things. So pick which one you want, pick your bias. Um, it's it's kind of that idea though, that like, if it doesn't fit in a box and this doesn't exist. Right. So it's mm-hmm. uh it's tricky, but uh, I just want to quickly ask you as well. Just kind, of, kind of while we're still uh, on the topic of terminology. But approximately, do you remember uh, how old you were when you first started to hear this terminology, kind of around like two spirit and such?
2: Uh, yeah, I was in university. I'm <laughs> not good with backtracking. Age.
0: No, no, it's all good. I don't want to put the pressure <laughs> um, on you, but just I think it was just pure like curiosity. Twenty
2: seventeen, probably. Okay. So, what was that? Five years ago? Yeah, it was like twenty. So
0: you
1: didn't hear it in school? You didn't hear it when you were younger?
2: Nope. Wow, okay, yeah. I barely Mm -hmm. heard anything about gender and sexuality aside from like heteronormativity, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah.
1: In celebrating language then, and and you even mentioned music, but I'll go to books first, but do you have any favorite storybooks or books that um, celebrate two-spirit identities?
2: You know what? I don't because I haven't read any... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, because I've just been adding to my wish list of books, but I just got gifted a book from uh, that gathering, and it was that, the one by Joshua Whitehead, where it's like the Two-Spirit and Indigenous um anthology. So I'm really oh. excited to dive into that one.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. cool.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'll have to look at that. But are
0: you, Sid mentioned songs. Are you a big song person? Because I would love some recommendations if there's good music
2: yeah i i like songs a lot i mean i'm a big fan of um jeremy dutcher's music right now and i don't know if you're familiar with jeremy but no i don't think that, so that's my first recommendation it's feel good songs for sure where
1: yeah. are they from are they local or are they
2: they're uh i think they're from i'm just guessing here i think it's Tobic, oh. but i think they're from the willestop nation so okay, they, they're nearby there send us a link
1: maybe and we'll put that in the show notes uh, okay. yeah so people can, can that's my and favorite part of. about
0: editing the podcast afterwards is I like get other recommendations and you don't have to hear me like aggressively typing names <laughs> or like butchering names so I can I can sit with my little headphones on and listen to music while I edit
1: so yeah. I well, I hear you talking so beautifully about on you know learning and and reclaiming language and and sort of what has been lost and responsibility to to regather that and and share that information, and what I'm wondering is is that celebrated across the community in general with regards to Indigenous peoples in that. And comparatively, sometimes, you know, you hear on the flip side around educating around gender identity and trans uh, identities, there's that, you know, that element of, you know, of transphobia and that like, no, you know, I know better than you. I know this and this hasn't existed. Mm. Is there something equivalent there or is it more everyone feels fairly ingratiated in like wanting to learn and reclaim and get gain space back?
2: I I'd say the latter because I... That's all I felt in, like, amongst Two-Spirit community. But um, outside, I mean, there's not as much acceptance. There's not, not not as much space or, like, you know, just space given for listening to that. And I think a lot of people get uncomfortable because it's, like, the unknown for them. Um. So, I mean, in two, like, with Two-Spirit Kin, like, that's definitely the thing. It's, like, we listen to each other and, like, make space for all our truths. and. We're not like, no, that's wrong. Or it's more like, oh, that's amazing. Like, thank you for sharing that. And this is what I heard. And like, so it's it's nice that we hold each other in that way. Um, I mean, the one thing I will say is like i, I where I like the aggressive like correct, corrections is like when people um who aren't indigenous trying to use two spirit as their identity.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Where I'm like, yeah, that deserves aggression.
0: And just curiosity, too, as well, um, within um, the Indigenous community, is there any sort of, like, generational um, kind of mindsets when it comes to two-spirit identity? Because I know you mentioned that there was an elder who mentioned, like, two-spirit. Like, is that kind of common, that a lot of elders are are more kind of informed and encouraging, or is it kind of scattered on how that goes?
2: It's scattered, for sure. I mean, like, the people, the... I don't know who which elder they were talking about specifically but it's definitely scattered we actually had a conversation about that with um one of the elders that were there i mean i don't know if he considers himself an elder yet but uh doma young and doma was talking about even speaking to elders um about just acceptance of people's identities and like understanding and the teaching that we got out of that conversation was like create, like don't be afraid to correct elders when it comes to that kind of stuff because like they don't necessarily know that there is like um like other truths you know like mm-hmm. other people's identities to think about and uh, a lot of that is from like erasure and and colonization so it's like it's not always something to blame them for and um, so the teaching is like to make allies out of them and mm-hmm. in turn they'll make allies out of you um, a lot of times they'll come in and tap your shoulder and be like can you like help me with this um you know it turns into that kind of relationship and and that was from um like Duma's experience so like that's that's like years of experience like being being taught to us so like I was I was grateful to hear that because a lot of times uh it's like this weird thinking it's like respect is not ever questioning elders, and it's not necessarily the case. Um, I think, I think because that understanding is so scattered, and and, like, they're far and few between that people like understand and include two spirit people, that like, it should be encouraged, you know, to be like, no, hey, like, you're forgetting about these people that exist.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like
2: you know, yeah. So there's just like, I'm glad that was brought up.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that's really important. And like, Regardless of your age, you can always be held accountable and you can always learn new things just because you're older doesn't mean you magically are, are, uh, know all and see all and can do all, you know, I think it's important for the young folks to be able to educate, um, because, you know, we're the future of this and, you know, language can only go so far if, if younger generations aren't, you know, taking that and putting that forward. So, yeah. um, just out of curiosity too so for the uh uh, the uh wabanaki two spirit alliance retreat that you recently went on who all was was present if you if you don't mind uh me asking
2: um geez a lot of people i think there was like 30 plus people and um all age groups there was i think the youngest person was 19 turning 20. And our oldest, like, our elder, I think he might have been in his 80s. Wow. Yeah, Walter. So, like, there's a great range of people. And then nation-wise, I mean, a lot of us were all new there, obviously, because it's their territory. But um, there was also people from, like, Wollostok Nation, Anishinaabe, um, like, Cree, um, Inuk, uh, someone who... I forget if they were in Passamaquoddy and lived in Peno- Penobscot territory or the other way around I think they're Penobscot um yeah there's more I can't remember all and of them but
1: geographically how far would that go if we were to put it in you know provincial terms just to get kind of an idea of for uh, cis folks listening
2: well Penobscot I think th- they're in Maine so okay. like, they came from there um I mean Anishinaabe like a couple of people actually flew out from Vancouver, but I don't think they're from there originally. Wow! Um, so, yeah, a, a good oh, that's fantastic. Of...
1: That's really mm-hmm. great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, in in spirit of connecting communities kind of together, um, so we're we're chatting kind of during Mi'kmaq History Month, and uh, can you maybe recommend some ways people can celebrate and learn more about kind of with the intersectionality with the Two Spirit friends?
2: Mm. I mean, you know what? If you if you follow <laughs> the Two Spirit Alliance, they're doing a lot of great work and events, and they they're actually partnering with Pride every every year for Pride season in in Halifax. So, I mean, they're a great resource to reach out to, and they're always looking for allies and like open to educating. Um, that that's in our territory, and I mean, there's lots of books. There's lots of people out there there's Instagram accounts to follow. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe
1: schools could talk a little bit about, you know, they could, you know, weave in, you know, in their celebrations and teaching throughout October, uh, and celebrating Mi'kmaq heritage month, they could look into, you know, like two spirit culture, maybe read a book or bring in a speaker or um, something like that. Maybe.
2: Yeah. And I'm connected to a lot of people. So if anyone's looking for someone, uh, to speak or speak to or anything like i can connect you with it um with them and i mean i was actually going to say like the the other thing is like uh (laughs) i was gonna say for the two spirit alliance like their their gathering is usually annually but one thing that came out of this gathering was we wanted it to be seasonally so I, I'm i encouraging people to like, either if you're part of an organization or something like that, to donate to them because we want to have those gatherings more often and there's not really any spaces like that otherwise. So they, they're they always looking for funding. <laughs> so that would be a great way to partner with them. And I'm sure like they would appreciate it a lot. I, I think this year um, was made possible because Ikea did like that donation with their rainbow bags uh, profits so like that kind of thing I, i'm just oh nice if you know if you got connections <laughs> yeah i love that i you
1: think know? ikea did the uh, did p flag canada the year prior with their bags and i know it helped a lot so if mm-hmm. people are interested or corporations interested maybe in helping to support they would look up like the wabanaki two-spirit alliance is that right yeah and then connect that way
2: yeah and then they know people they've had they have so many partners and like they're connected to two-spirit people across Turtle Island, um, all the time. Like that's their, that's their work. Right. So,
1: mm -hmm. and where did you stay then during the event? Like where exactly was it?
2: It was at Camp Abiguit. Um, so it was really close to the bridge. I think, uh, well, we could see it from there. So, um, Camp Abigail. I think it's actually usually a, a Bible camp, which is kind of funny. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and like they put like we we walked into the meal hall and I, I could see there was like signs behind all the pride flags. It was like God loves you. And I was like,
0: oh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus is somewhere hanging up there. And yeah, I yeah, always I was, a- was going to say I always find uh, I've been to a couple uh like two LGBTQ plus camps and they're usually like yeah. Bible camps or like um like Girl Guides or like Scouts camps. So there's yeah. you will always see the weirdest things. Yeah, familiar, <laughs> <Paraphamilia>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I also learned how to say now it's like "wulastuk." I used to always say the la- quit When I was like doing a a land acknowledgement, I would say the "wulastukuit." Like, and I I did actually hit Google at one point for the pronunciation. And they must have given it to me wrong. <laughs> Google, uh, you know, but uh, Google Translator. But yeah, that's so a Wollastok.
2: They have so. a, I might get, I might be getting it wrong too, but I think okay. it's Wollastok. And they have Wollstock. different words for their themselves as people, their nation. They're like, Wollastok is the river. So like, oh, that's okay. that's where the name comes, the big river that they live near. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Mm. So... I could connect you with someone from there if you need uh pronunciation <laughs> and, like, corrections.
0: Yeah, we need, like, um, I know there's a, a database right now of um, nations in, in Mi'kma'ki, and it has, like, all of them uh, listed out, but we need, like, pronunciations with them.
2: Yeah. Because yeah,
0: I'm, like, sitting there, and me. I'm like, okay, I know this is not supposed to be pronounced like that, but... <laughs>
2: well good a good resource is the new one called um migma place names the atlas and it's like a yes job. did you use that okay
0: yeah do they have did they put pronunciations on there
2: yeah so there's oh. audio and you can click on usually they have a little link to an interview with the elder they spoke to about the place so it's really i
0: love fun. that
2: oh
1: okay yeah we'll have to look that up maybe and put put that in too. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's
2: wonderful
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think the one i saw I'm, i don't think it was that website because there was def if there was definitely audio i would have been sitting there for hours um <laughs> like listening uh it was i think it was just kind of like a map and then you could like explore the map and click but i don't think there were videos with it but oh, i'm definitely it might,
2: it might be the one they updated so they've they've been working on that one for years so it might be updated since then yeah
0: sweet and last but certainly not least, can you tell us a little bit about your design work?:
2: Yeah, I mean, that's been a learning experience because we're like our original idea was like let's let's provide these services specific to our communities because like we don't have a lot of all um, new designers and illustrators. We have a lot of artists and crafts um, people, so um, there's like that difference, and uh, we were starting we felt like we had to fill that kind of gap but holy moly that gap is big and <laughs> um we we noticed the need for it like even more after starting because like there's there's such a high demand for our services that we have to say no a lot and like it's hard for us to say no and <laughs> so I mean we're planning to expand and like look to hire and, and train some in the future so like that's part of our goal like our dreams as a business but um uh, yeah I mean we incorporate a lot I mean obviously if it's specific to our communities we're incorporating like cultural um, and traditional knowledge a lot of the time and if it's it's usually like the the content is related to our culture so we had to make sure it's like appropriate um, we do draw a lot from our lived experience but also like from our connections and community and funnily enough like I mean that's what that's how we get our business. Like we haven't ever advertised um, on purpose because there's so much good word of mouth connections. And um, we're like, we're kind of scared because it's like, if we put our name out there too much, we're going to get too many more people. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a, a blessing and a curse. Is that what it's? it? Yeah. A blessing and, blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so but
1: would, it, would your illustrations go into like, like magazines or books or like who, just to get an idea of where they would be going?
2: Oh, well everywhere. So, I mean, like we, a lot of ours gone to um, like websites. We've got, we've done book covers. We've done um, like posters for social media. Uh, I'm blanking a little bit. Fantastic.
0: A wide range though. That's really awesome.
2: Yeah. And that's just illustrations. And then we do designs and we also started doing graphic recordings and that's like those are also in high demand but yeah
1: what's a graphic recording
2: that's like when you're at an event and there's someone like with a big piece of paper just drawing live and they're doing like a summary (gasps)
0: oh i love those they're so cool i don't know i do not know how you were able to do that because i I watched (laughs) someone do it once and i was like they're flying like i was like oh my goodness it would take me three hours to do that and maybe everyone be gone
2: Yeah. I mean, we kind of do that still. Cause like uh, we struggle with trying to boil down the conversations. A lot of the places we go to, like, we're like, that's, that's important and that's important. and then, <laughs> So it's like, we also sometimes stay afterwards to finish those up. Cause it's like, yeah, we don't want to miss anything important, but.
0: And you said it's, it's, so it's you and your sibling that, that co-own yeah. it or.
2: Yeah. My older sister, Kaylin. Yeah.
0: It's so interesting. And so when you do, um, why did I blank it on the word?
2: Graphic recording.
0: Graphic recording. Thank you. Um, do you both do it together at the same time, or are you sharing the same canvas, or are you separate canvases? Like, how does that?
2: Yeah, we usually divide it together and to work on it at the same time. Sometimes one of us is the note taker and the other one drawing, um, and sometimes we're both drawing at the same time. Like, sometimes we'll be like, "I'll I'll do the titles, you can do the little like people or something." So, yeah, we usually work together. We're yeah. we're, we're we're gonna try to do it a couple events this year alone because either one of us is busy but yeah it's it's it sounds daunting
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say it would be it'd be maybe slightly easier but then again if you like disagree on something then it's like (laughs) it should look like
2: this yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) why'd you draw that no (laughs)
2: yeah we have a lot of practice working working together so that helps yeah oh that's good that's good oh well thank you so much for for
1: coming on the show Cassidy it's been such a pleasure talking to you and I always love learning you know about new culture and and expanding and really you know it's been hard for me to find local answers you know I'm not knowing sort of where to ask those questions to so it's really
0: mm-hmm. great to be connected with you
2: yeah I really appreciate bringing me on and I mean I'm, I'm happy to come back anytime. Yeah,
0: we will definitely take you up on that offer. And we'll also include in the show notes a a link to your website. And uh, if you want to send along any music recommendations, we are more than happy to pop those in there as well. Um, more for me specifically, because <laughs> I definitely uh, try to uh, get more music on my roster. So
2: Awesome. I will do that.
0: Sweet. Thank you so much, Casty, And uh, you have a great one, and we'll definitely be chatting.
2: All
0: Well, right, we'll all in. We'll all, in. Well, all in. That's all the time we have today, folks. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Hey, Sis. The conversation doesn't have to stop here, though. If you would like to get in touch with us to ask us a question or share your story on a future episode, you can email us at connect at simplygoodform.com or visit us on our website at www.haysis.com.